liftoff. Hey, isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta? Watch this. Spurs Nation, it's a great day. How are you doing out there, my international amigos of Spurs Nation? Training camp has begun. Media day went down yesterday, and we're going to talk about it all, right? So what we got on deck for today is we're going to go over some Spurs news, right? But first off, welcome uh, to another episode of Spurs Film Room Live on a Tuesday night at 8.30 p.m. Go Spurs Go, wherever you're at in the world. A big Go Spurs Go to you. It's going to be a great season. Let me know in the chat where you're watching from and where you're chanting Go Spurs Go from appreciate you stopping by and watching and subscribe subscribing and supporting this channel so uh spurs film room live is brought to you by spurs tube tv and spurs tube tv.com that is a website that houses um a lot of spurs content videos podcasts and is the home of after the buzzer the post game show that we're going to be bringing to you this season it's going to be a lot of fun on spurs tube tv uh, and SpursTubeTV.com. So make sure that uh, you tune in and subscribe to that channel as well. So we're going to go over some Spurs news today. Media Day uh, went down yesterday. There's a lot to talk about, a lot to talk about from the interviews that went down yesterday. Then we got a little bit of intel today uh, about training camp and how training camp went down. And then towards the last 15, 20 minutes of the show, I'm going to be doing a live chat, a Spurs Q&A with you guys live. I'm going to try to start incorporating this at the end of our Tuesday shows and just a little housekeeping information. If you haven't been keeping up with us yet, um, Thursday show Thursday at eight 30 PM is going to get moved to Saturdays, uh, midday, probably around 10 AM, 11 AM on Saturdays. That's where that's Thursday show being pushed back a few more days. All right. That's, that's for a few reasons. One, so we can do more post games for you guys throughout the week and provide a lot of cool content for you on Spurs tube TV. And um, also so I can produce more film breakdowns for you throughout the season. So stay tuned. Thank you guys for subscribing to this channel, supporting this channel. Um, those of you guys that have been here since day one, I really do appreciate you guys. So uh, let's get into Media Day, right? So Media Day was yesterday. It was a lot of fun seeing the Spurs back in the house, taking pictures, interacting with one another. Uh, we got a lot of information, right? So first thing that I want to kind of go over is the fact that, um, you know, these four People right here. I mean, Pop's always going to be, you know, the head, the captain that's going to lead this team to victory, right? That's always going to be Coach Pop, right? So Coach Pop um, had a few things to say about the group that is here. Um, Keldon Johnson, uh, DeJounte Murray, and Derek White, from what I heard, are going to be taking that leadership load this season. And I want to kind of talk about what they said uh, yesterday. There were a few more clips, uh, interviews that went down yesterday with Lonnie Walker, Doug McDermott. Um, they had some things to say that were great, but I really want to focus in on what Pop said, DJ, Derek, and Keldon, who are going to be kind of the new face and the new backbone to this organization. So let's get right into it, huh? Coach Pop, first thing I want to talk about, 
Uh, I'm going to go over some of the quotes that stood out to me. Like I said, there was a lot in these interviews, but one of the quotes that stood out to me for sure was um, that he's thrilled. I'm quote unquote pop said, I'm thrilled with this group, young, energetic, lots of speed. We are not worried about stats or individual honors. It's going to be a simple, simple stuff on both ends, offense and defensive side. The pace should be enjoyable to watch. It's exciting to me. So first off, Coach Pop talking about, you know, the team and the pace and the unselfishness of, of the guys in the in the locker room was was good to hear. Pop went on to say that Derek's, you know, that this is a this is something that Pop was talking about when when asked about who's expected to play and what starting lineups can you expect to see throughout the season. Well, Pop went on to say that DeJounte, Derek, Lonnie, Keldon, Devin are gonna play. Right. He he specifically named those young players that have been on this team that we're invested in that they are actually going to get this run. Everyone else will be punched in here and there. Any given game, it can totally go. It can it can be totally different people who get that time that night. What he's saying is that, you know, our core foundation is going to be built off of our young players. Derek DeJounte, Lonnie, Keldon, Devin, other guys like Bryn, um, uh, uh, Doug McDermott, uh, uh, some of these other pieces that we've added to the puzzle, even guys like Lucas Samanich, Trey Jones, they're going to be given their opportunity throughout the season, and it's going to be a mix and match type of thing. Pop went on to say, it's not a negative to say, but we don't have superstars. It's filled with great character and a lot of will. That's what's going to make it fun. All right, so that was Pop's initial quotes this this uh, this training camp, right, from media day. I mean, he had a lot more to say, like I said, but what's very interesting to me about what Pop uh, brought to the brought to the interview was that he was excited. He was excited about the unknowns, but he was he was pretty sure about a few things about the way that we're going to play. He was talking about the pace and that we should be fast and and the fact that you know it's it's a good thing that we don't know who's going to be that go to guy at the end of the game. Um, but that opportunity is going to be given. And I think that's something that we can take away from his interview is that the time is now. The time is now for these young guys to get that opportunity. And it's going to be a lot of fun to see him play. So let's go on, Let's go ahead and go on to uh, DeJounte Murray. You know, um, DeJounte Murray, first off, you can tell there was something different about DeJounte in this training camp. If you, I mean, in this media day, if you've seen uh, DeJounte in the previous media days uh, in his career, uh, he's been very energetic, very happy, very go happy about, you know, being back in the gym and a lot of a lot of swagger to DeJounte usually. But in this media day, there was something different. You can tell that he has had a rough summer. Um, DeJounte was uh, very melodramatic, very calm, very poised in everything that he said. Um, you know, t- and when I say he had a rough summer, I'm talking about personal things, right? He had the death of, of a member of his family, his sister. And you can just tell that the perspective on DJ is different and that he's coming into this training camp with a mindset of like this. This is just a game because he just had a real life situation happen to him. And uh, and I'm just I don't think that was asked or that was brought up in the interview and 100 percent respect to everybody for doing that. Um, but it's definitely something that Spurs Nation has on their mind is how is DeJounte doing? And we all kind of feel you know, for DeJounte and his loss. And we all wish him nothing but the best out here in Spurs Nation. Go Spurs, go. Um, but I was very interested to, to hear what DeJounte had to say. So let's kind of get into it a little bit. The quote, the main quote that I pulled out was, you know, 
when when asked about his leadership and what his role is, and he says, my mentality is always the same, to be a leader by example, by his work and how he carries himself. And he went on to say that, uh, you know, he was a leader uh, in he, even when LaMarcus was here, when DeMar was here, that he was always being vocal and making sure that everybody was kind of held accountable. D- DJ has been that rock for us since he's been in in this organization, even as a young player. He's he said that, you know, he's always had that leadership mentality. So DeJounte went on to say um, when asked about the ceiling of this team, he says, as far as the ceiling, you don't want to put limits on anything when you work hard and have the ability to learn. And I love that response from from DeJounte. I know he had an Instagram post saying that this is this is his time. This is his year. It's going to be the best year of his career in year six. Um, but what he's saying here is that, look, because there's that was a question that was asked a few times in, in media day was, what do you think the ceiling is of this team? And this is the best answer that, that I've heard so far. And it's just like, look, man, we don't have a ceiling. Um, and that's the attitude you need to have when you're a young team, young player, and you're going up against the world, you go, we can be as good as who knows, but we're going to find out. And as long as we put in that work day to day and continue to learn and to grow, the sky is the limit. And so I love that quote. He went on to say with this group, I look at everybody when the summer started and you see faces in the gym and open gym uh, from open gym in the summer to training camp. Uh, everyone's kind of been in in there putting in that work um, and asking questions, right? Asking questions, having fun, competing, and that the chemistry off the floor in this team is unbelievable. He said that we're all that we're all almost the same age. So we have relationships there and it's going to transfer onto the court and onto the basketball court. We just have to come out here and compete. So that was the the main message that I took from DeJounte is that, yeah, we're good. We're putting in work. A lot of these guys are in here to work, and we're not going to put a ceiling on ourselves, and we're going to hang our our hat on the defensive end. Um, One of the common threads between our two leaders now of the team, the two I'm pretty sure I'm I'm dubbing them the two co-captains of the team. Um, I don't think that's been said or in any way, but, um, you know, DeJounte – and Derek both were talking about hanging their hats this year on the defensive end. Uh, go Spurs go, guys. Hope you guys are having a wonderful time. Thank you for joining in. I'm looking at the chat room really quick. Shout out to you, uh, Wayne Bruce from Brazil. Go Spurs go. Go Spurs go from Hong Kong. That's Edmund out there. It's good to have Spurs Nation across the world. Uh, Aaron, go Spurs go. Jonathan, go Spurs go. Anthony, go Spurs go from Los Angeles. Thank you guys for joining out with joining us here tonight as we discuss media day and training camp day one breakdown. So we're going to continue here with media day, right? So let's go ahead and get off DeJounte a little bit and talk about what Keldon had to say, right? So Keldon, uh, when asked again about, you know, how good this team can be and how no one really knows, you know, what's going to happen, Keldon went on to say, that's the scary part. I feel like we can be really good, but I can't put a ceiling on how good we can be as a group or a unit but I think we can be really good. Keldon Johnson went on to say in the interview, uh, we're really young, but I feel like we are ready to go out there and compete, and we're all on the same page, and we all have each other's back, and that is all you can ask out of a team. We are going to go out there every night and give it everything that we got, and when asked specifically, Keldon, what's your role on this team? He said, I'm going to lead by example, and he talked about him, DJ, and Derek, and how that they stay in the gym and they stay ready and that they stay um, working on their craft. And uh, all the other guys he mentioned are exactly the same way on this group. So uh, for such a young group, we have a really tight bond. That's something that we've heard 
from a few different players from Media Day is that the bond with this group is real. There is a real camaraderie here. I remember talking about this when um I remember talking about this when they got drafted and and Keldon and Luca were out there in Vegas and and you know going through their whole rookie season in Austin together. I thought that that was going to build a great relationship for them when they actually do get this responsibility and tick on the court. And we're about to see it um, come to fruition here. But Keldon, they asked him a lot about his gold medal, and he talked about how what a great accomplishment that was. But right after that gold medal was done, he was like, back to work. What can I do to get better? How can I help this team? And Keldon has that mindset of, hey, when we, big capital W, big capital E, when we are defending as a unit and having each other's back, any given night that they're going to go out there and be able to win basketball games. And that's the big message that I got from Keldon is that they're ready to go and that there's, they're tight, that they're a tight group. You know, I think for the past few years, you know, I don't think we've had any, any knuckleheads on our team or anything like that, but with DeMar and Rudy, and then when LaMarcus was here, there was always some friction. You know, I, I feel like un, behind the scenes, behind the curtain, very passive aggressive friction right like i don't think they're going out and talking mess to each other or whatever um but you can just tell they weren't really clicking they didn't really enjoy it that much playing it was more of a job and that's that's kind of way that's that's the way that it's felt for the past few years and i think what we're seeing here from media day is that um this group really does love being around each other there was um a lot there was some footage that came out with them partying in austin the other night um so i just think this young group is hungry and they're ready just like Keldon is saying all right so let's go on to to see what Derek White said and kind of what I took out of that interview as well so Derek White said we never really worried about that me and him whoever just gets it brings it up and makes the right play for the team Derek was asked about you know who's going to be the point guard is it going to be you or DeJounte and and that was his response you know they don't really worry about that they don't talk about that and he mentioned that they've played together throughout their couple years you know on the floor together while they've been healthy that they have limited time but they know each other very well they know each other and how they like to play they know where their spots are on the floor and Derek White is is basically saying it doesn't matter it doesn't matter who the point guard is that he also mentioned that there's a lot of people that are capable of playing that point guard position and that whoever gets the ball just brings it up right that's that's Derek's response to that question now this is about Derek White's health. When asked, Derek White, are you healthy? How are you feeling? Are you ready to go? Um, and kind of piggybacking off what happened to him last season, Derek White went on to say this. Well, I landed on Jakob's foot. Can't avoid that. Got COVID. Hopefully won't get that no more. I broke my toe, which the doctor said he hasn't seen something like that before. So that's got to be a freak accident kind of thing. So hopefully all that is in the past. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling healthy, probably more healthy than I've that I have felt in a couple of years. So I'm looking forward to this season. So that was a big question, I think, for everyone heading into this training camp is how healthy is Derek White? Is Derek White going to be healthy enough to carry this team and be like the number one, number two guy, which I think from from everything that we're hearing out of media day is that Derek and DeJounte are going to be the main one two punch. And then you're going to get a lot of young guys in there as well. So hearing this about Derek White's health is is great news. It's great that he's feeling good. He's been in the videos playing in training camp and and uh and and getting after it. He's 100% healthy. They don't have him on any type of restriction. Uh so he's there 100% ready to go. So the main thing is just keeping him at 100%. Now when he went on to say um when he went on to say that 
he's looking forward to this season and that this is the most healthy he's felt in a couple years. I totally agree with that. Now, let me kind of backtrack you. Let me backtrack you through Derek White's career in the past two seasons. And, and, and let me give you some context of what he means by this is this is the healthiest he's felt in a couple of years. In the summer of 2019, that was coming off of the season where he went into the playoffs against Denver, right? The full season that that was, he had foot injuries that season. He dealt with nagging issues during the 2018 season. Right after that playoff run against Denver, he goes into FIBA basketball and does that FIBA run um, with Team USA and then comes into the bubble year, the start of the bubble year, where he was coming in off the bench. They kind of had him... Uh, on a restriction, him and DeJounte were splitting time. He was the backup point guard. Um, but you can tell like, hey, man, this guy had was in the playoffs and then went right into Team USA and then right into training camp. And then uh, that season, he was kind of, I don't want to say put on a leash, but he definitely wasn't let like off the leash um, after his breakout performance against Denver. And then the whole COVID year happens. And then once they get into the bubble, he gets hurt in the bubble. Right. So he gets hurt in the bubble. So in the span of two years, he's he's been putting his body through a lot. And he he went through a lot while he was wearing that USA jersey, too. I mean, he, yeah, that's a physical game playing in the in the FIBA games. And so, you know, getting hurt in the bubble and then starting this past season. Now we're at this past season where he started off with a toe injury. He re-injured his toe. And he got COVID and, and everything that happened. He missed the last 10, 12, 15 games, whatever it was, because of he uh, re-injury to his ankle, right? Landing on Jakob's foot. A lot of a lot of poor guy, man. A lot of bad circumstances, a lot of things that he can't control. Um, and that's what happens, man, when you when you play like Derek. Derek White does not leave an ounce of energy in the tank when he's on the floor. He's gonna run into that charge, he's gonna run for that block, and he's gonna put his body on the line. So to hear that Derek is a hundred percent healthy right now and that he's feeling the best that he's felt. I mean, guys, he just got married too a few weeks ago, right? I mean, I think you guys all know that too. Like Derek White just got married. So now he's got that married hat on and got that that married man mentality. It's a little bit more mature. It's a little bit more honed in. Right. I'm telling you from experience, right? When I got married to a lot of a lot of when you get married, a lot of the extra stuff in your life just goes away. It goes away. You focus in on your relationship and your marriage. And, and you know, I'm sure that Derek White's going to be doing that as well. So shout out to Derek White for being healthy um, this year. Right. So let me see. So let me, before we go on to training camp today, just to kind of recap, Lonnie Walker had a interview as well. And just talked about a lot of the same things of that that these guys were were preaching, and that they were going to play fast, and they all have each other's back, and and that you know their expect the expectation amongst the players is high, you know the expectation from Pop is like I don't know, but it's going to be fun to see. Um, so definitely the hype train is going like the San Antonio Spurs hype train from Media Day. I think was like in full in full steam ahead, right? You had two or three guys throwing the coal in the, in the fire pit and the train. Right. Um, and that thing was, is pushing along because I think most of Spurs na- nation is extremely excited. One that coach pop has kind of vocally expressed that guys like Devin Vassell and Lonnie are going to play right. And, and, and Keldon, that they're going to get the minutes, they're going to get the touches and that we're going to put this season on their backs. Now, I, I, I implore you to remember this, Spurs Nation. Later on in this season, this is what we're going to see. Now, now I don't think uh, we need to worry about guys like Bryn or guys like 
Doug McDermott or guys like Thaddeus. We're going to get into Thaddeus Young here in a second and talk about what the deal is with Thaddeus Young. Um, you know, I think that the the minutes are going to be there for these guys and the opportunity is going to be there. So that's very exciting, um, not just for Coach Pop, but for the rest of Spurs Nation. So apparently, um, you know, that, another thing that he said is the fact that, you know, there's no ball stoppers on this team that a lot of these guys love to share the ball on and attack and the and the ball's free flowing, right? And that was that was something good to hear. Uh, kind of jumping back into this chat room really quick. Just want to give a shout out to everyone hanging out. Diamonds G, Ghostbirds Go from Cali. Thank you for hanging out. Um, let me see. Also, we have Mark Homesilo. Ghostbirds Go from the Philippines. Ghostbirds Go, man, all the way from across the world, man. Thank you guys for hanging out. Um, so yeah, guys. So uh, okay, we got another one. We got Peter JS Cho. Ghostbirds go from Singapore. Thank you guys for for hanging out with with a kid from Texas, man. For a guy from Texas, thank you so much. Um, I'm not a kid. I'm 32, right? <laughs> but you know, thank you guys for for hanging out. All right, guys. So back to the Prezi here. Um, you know what what I heard out of Media Day is is all positive. It's I think it's everything that Spurs Nation wanted to hear, and there was a lot of clarity into what the plan might be and the plan is to play fast to play to the strengths of our young players and and not worry about you know who's getting touches and and who's getting the shots because I don't think any of any of these players really are they want to play together they want to have fun they want to see each other succeed so that's kind of what I what I got right what I got um Phil Allen says Ghostbusters go from San Antonio we can't forget big San Antonio um shout out San Antonio 210 countdown city state town um all right so let's get back to the present guys so Today was the first day of training camp. Let me zoom through here. All right, so today was today was the first day of training camp. You know, I, I had my ear to Twitter and had my eyes to Twitter. I was watching Spurs.com trying to see if I can get a glimpse of these full interviews. I wasn't able to get a glimpse of the full interview, but there was a lot of clips of them on Twitter. So we got to get a lot of good sound bites from um Thaddeus Young and Jakob so we're going to talk about those two guys in training camp day one when we get right back uh from hearing about Spurs Tube TV guys is the home of after the buzzer the post game show that you want to be watching this season head over to SpursTubeTV.com and subscribe to Spurs Tube TV on Facebook or YouTube or wherever you guys watch uh your content Gospers go to Pax Langworthy from Melbourne, Australia. Aussie in the house, man. And, uh, you know, really quick, it was a little bit bittersweet to see Patty Mills doing his media day stuff in Brooklyn, man. Um, but it looks like he's having a blast in Brooklyn. So shout out to, to Patty Mills. And hey, man, Jock Landales is, is Landales. He from Melbourne, I believe he's from Melbourne or, or around there. So, so um, thank you, Tim, for the, for the, for the compliment, man, on that commercial. I've been trying hard. That's all me, guys. Everything behind Spurs Tube TV. If you love my show, 
You're going to love Spurs Tube TV and the post-game shows that we bring you guys and the content that we bring you guys. Go Spurs Go from Guillermo Munoz from Houston. Shout out H-Town. Spurs fan in H-Town. Hey, you better not be. Uh, you might be the only one there. I know H-Town. There's not a lot of Spurs fans over there. So shout out to, to Houston, though. Love Houston. Love visiting Houston. All right. So now when we're talking about what happened today in training camp, first let's talk about the clarity that we kind of have now, we kind of have some clarity on Thaddeus Young's situation with the Spurs, right? I don't know why I jumped, why I jumped back here. Let me go back. All right. So Thaddeus Young had an interview today after practice. First off, I mean, Thaddeus Young is there at training camp and I believe so is Al Farouk Aminu. Now, some of my big questions heading into training camp is like, what are we going to do with these two guys? Because technically we, we don't have room on our roster for two players for two players, two players got to go. And when you're talking about the, the recipe that we've been kind of taking our time to brew here and experiment with, you know, I would say that guys like Thaddeus young aren't really in those plans, but I've also been saying all season long that I would love to have Thaddeus Young on the team this year. And I would love to have Al Farouk Aminu on the team this year. Um, but there was some clarity from Thaddeus Young in one of his interviews. And this this is a quote from the interview, but I got it off of um, Ty Yeager. Shout out Ty Yeager on Twitter. Um, that went on to say, me and Brian Wright and Pop have talked. Whatever happens, happens at this point. But for me, I'm get, I'm going to show up each and every day to do my Job. So first thing that you got to know about Thaddeus Young being at training camp is that he's doing the professional move. He's showing up. He's showing up to training camp. Now we know throughout the whole NBA, there's a lot of players that when they're not happy or they're in a situation, they don't want to show up to training camp a la Ben Simmons right now and everything that Philadelphia is going through. Shout out to Phoenix uh, from It's Me, Phoenix, uh, Spurs fan in Phoenix. Um, shout out to Juan uh, Horiegi. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. From Austin. Shout out to Austin and Phoenix uh, Spurs fans in the house. Thank you guys for stopping by. So the first thing that we got to know is that Thaddeus Young is being professional and he's showing up to work. And to me, that 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 goes that speaks volumes, one, on his character, which is something I think a lot of people know about Thaddeus Young, even though you don't know anything about him, is that you know that he's just like a pro. He's gonna, It doesn't matter if he's on the worst team in the NBA or the best team on the NBA. You're going to get the best out of Thaddeus Young, no matter where he's at. And he went on to talk about that too, you know, that he has that reputation of being a professional. So he seems like he's enjoying his time right now in San Antonio, that he's enjoying being around the organization. He's enjoying being around the team. He went on to say in the interview that he thinks that this team is very versatile and that there can be a lot of different lineups and that you have enough, enough depth on this roster to go for 48 minutes to compete at a high level for 48 minutes. That was his take on our kind of squad right now. So he's enjoying being a, enjoying being around this team right now. Now, all that being said, do I still expect him to be on the roster? No, I don't. I, I, I just can't see it. I can't see it going down um, because uh, unless the Spurs are going to make the tough call and letting go of um, Keita Bates-Diop, who they just signed to a two-year deal, Unless they feel like letting go of Drew Banks, who's been in our system for about three or four years now, 
and has been growing every step every step of the way and is a big part of the young culture of this team. So unless we're willing to let go of some players, it's, I just don't see it happening. Now, my basketball side of me is like, keep them on the team. The Spurs culture and and and, and way about, about the roster that we have right now, I'm too attached to it. I'm too attached to everyone on this roster to like make room for Thad for one year. And that's the, that's the other part of it, that he only has one year left on his contract. And then he's going to be able to go wherever he wants. So why do we let go of assets and talented young development um, that we've been working on on these players like Keita and Drew when we might not get that after one year. So the the message that I'm seeing is that from, from Thaddeus Young, this is like the big update, is that he's here to work. He's here to be a pro, and he's going to have a good reputation. And if he's in San Antonio training camp for three days or and he gets traded, that's fine. He's going to put his head down and go to work. And he also mentioned that he understands the nature of the business. You know, that he was a little shocked when he heard that he was involved in the DeMar DeRozan trade and that, you know, he talked to the staff here in San Antonio and they communicated with him that, you know, there's still some uncertainty about his role. And he went on to talk about that, too, and that, you know, that there's uncertainty there, but he's going to come in here and go to work with our young guys. And guys, that's nothing but good news. That's nothing but good news. The fact that um, he's Thaddeus Young has been in the gym in the San Antonio gym for about a week or two now and open gyms and getting run in with, with these guys. So he's teaching, he's learning, he's being a part of the organization for the time that he is here. All right. For the time that he is here. Thank you for subscribing to the channel. Pooh man. Thank you for subscribing, man. I appreciate you for, for stopping by. All right. Um, so that, that young is there. Al Farouk Aminu is there too. I guess he was in, he was at media day. Al Farouk's wearing number 77. That young is wearing number 30 right now. So, Man, it's it's still a mystery to me. And that's why it was one of the big questions. It was like the biggest question heading into training camp because there's a lot of um, dominoes that are going to fall with whatever decision gets made. If he gets traded or if he ends up staying, I mean, someone else is going to get traded. So a little bit of clarity with that young, knowing that he's just kind of in the house to be a professional at the moment, right? And he's just going to work because Thad Young wants to get better. He wants to be around the organization. He likes the organization. I just don't think that the plan is for him to be here that long. So the other interview that came out today was with Jakob Pertl. Jakob also talked about that. And he talked about how um, when Thad Young kind of came into the gym and started playing and getting in the scrimmages and getting in the mix with these young guys that Jakob saw right away and felt the presence of his veteran leadership and how he, Thaddeus Young just kind of came into the gym and started taking over and teaching and, and teaching the young guys things. And like, so Thaddeus Young guys being in the gym for however long he's going to be here. Is gonna be the is gonna be a positive for our team. We I wish I I wish he can stay all year because we do need the depth. We need the depth there. Um, but we'll go ahead and I digress and we'll we'll kind of move forward and wait and see on what happens with Thaddeus Young and, and Al Farouk Aminu. But now let's go ahead and focus a little bit on Jakob. Jakob was asked about you know what does he want to improve on this year, and he went on to talk about hey I want to improve on a lot of things. He said, there's a lot of things on the offensive side that I need to improve on. He talked about guys like Rudy and Patty being gone and how that load that they carried is going to be spread throughout the team. And so he wants to be more aggressive. And he talked about plans this year for him to be more aggressive with the, with the team um, is, you know, he said in the pick and roll, he wants to be more aggressive. And I think that's something that I've wanted to see, excuse me, from the Spurs is utilizing Jakob in the pick and roll, you know? So hopefully we do get to see him being more of a finisher around the rim and getting more opportunities downhill off a screen 
heading to the rim. That's where Jakob can be very effective. He also talked about getting the ball on the block a little bit and going to work. So, um, you know, I do remember hearing a similar a similar quote from Jakob about two years ago. Um, so I don't want to put too much hype behind that statement, but it is it is good to hear. It is good to hear that he's been working and that this season he's put it as a priority to get more aggressive on the offensive side of the floor. Cause I mean, he was like six in blocks last year. So we know what he brings to the floor defensively, but you know, something that I've been criticizing Jakob on since last season, if you want to go ahead to Spurs tube TV right now, the channel and look at just some of the post game footage from the, after the buzzers from last season. Um, I, I criticized Jakob a lot about not having any offensive game that it's, it was hurting our team, but there were a lot of things that were hurting our team last season. It wasn't just Jakob, right? So, um, but, you know, if Jakob can be a threat, and that's all I ask, be a threat, be a threat on offense. Um, if you're open or near the rim or if you're on the attack mode, finish, finish. And that's that's all I have for 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 Jakob. And so th- those were the two interviews that, um, you know, came out at least on Twitter. Again, I you know, I wait for these interviews to get dropped on Spurs.com so I can go in there and, and kind of dissect them myself and pull a lot of quotes out of there. But there were only little bits and clips from these two interviews today, which, which was fine. Training camp is day one. Um, I think one of the quotes from Popovich about day one is that they had a fun, energetic, fast practice. So look, the Spurs can say, look, I don't want to sound pessimistic, but this is the hype time. This is the hype zone time, right? Like right now is the time where for you, Spurs nation, for people like you and for me to get excited about this year and they're saying all the right things guys like Lonnie Walker and all those guys man they say the best things I love hearing them talk and talking about being humble and the Spurs way and all that stuff but we we need to see it this year right we need to see it right so um I'm excited I'm excited about this season but let's let's be patient but let's be confident at the same time because our players are our players are confident and they have this bond they have this continuity together that's that's hard to build you know what I'm saying? Like how many teams in the NBA right now have any type of real continuity? Like Milwaukee has continuity. Um, you know, who's been together for more than one or two years? You know, these young group of players have been together for about three or four years now. So they know and they love each other. And that's one of the things that that that's going to transfer over to the court is their relationship. So um sorry right, guys. So let me see. I got one more announcement to make to you guys. Let me see. That is a reminder that preseason starts on Monday, October 7th against Utah and ends Friday, October 15th versus Houston. And that last preseason game against Houston is going to be the first after the buzzer of the season on Spurs Tube TV. So make sure that you guys go and you subscribe to catch the post game show uh, from Spurs Tube TV where we. Uh, give out a game ball. We talk big stats. We go over the glow spots of the game and and the areas that we need to improve the glow the growth spots of the game. Right. So been working on this show this show uh, since like June. All right. So my mission here this season is not just to bring you quality content on my channel, but to bring you a awesome post game show for you to tune into on game nights. Right. And you know post game the next day or whatever you want to go get your recap fix. Spurs Tube TV is the channel to subscribe to, and SpursTubeTV.com is the website that you want to go to to catch a lot of Spurs 
content. All right, guys. So um, we're going to take one more quick break to hear from Spurs Tube TV, and then we're going to go ahead and get to a live Q&A for about 10, 15 minutes here. I'm going to go ahead and take your questions from the chat room. So go ahead and leave them in there. Uh, if you have a question for me about media day or about training camp or just about Spurs basketball in general, again, I am uh, coach Rob Trejo Jr. If you want to know a little bit about myself, uh, I've Spurs fan forever. I've been a high, I've been uh, a coach in the high school system for about seven years. So I, you know, I know a little bit about the game, right? Um, so if you like, my perspective on Spurs basketball, make sure to subscribe to the channel. You get film room breakdowns. That's what I love to do for you guys. Explain and and dive in and, and break down plays and performances and, and things that you might not see from the team that I see. Right. And I love to just, you know, communicate and educate that with you guys. That's a lot of fun. So thank you guys for hanging out. We're going to be right back and get a quick word from Spurs tube TV. And then we're going to go ahead and get into our Q and a. All right, guys. So uh, let me let me go ahead and dive into this chat room here. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Um, Phil Allen is asking Trey Jones and Primo are backups and they're great. Uh, I absolutely yeah, I absolutely think that they're going to be coming off the bench. We'll see if Primo actually gets some time this year. Um, let's see. Uh, pull out some questions or in some comments. From you guys, let me see. Uh, first off, Pax is saying that yeah, Jock is from Melbourne, so that's that's awesome. Uh, go Spurs, go, man, man. I, w- I would love to visit Australia one day. It's on my bucket list, and and, uh, and New Zealand, right? That's where they shot the Lord of the Rings movie. So, so I'm all about that. Um, let me see. Any more questions? Any more questions? Let me see. Pulling. I see a lot of comments in here. Let me see if I can get some questions. Uh, Phil Allen says, "What would you like?" Here we go. What would you like? Sorry, did I miss that? No. What would what do you see as a realistic ceiling if all of our young core take big leaps? All right, so this is a good question. What is the Spurs ceiling if the young players actually do take that huge jump? And we're talking about multiple players, right? Like, and I think that's what Keldon and DeJounte, when asked about their ceilings, they were like, I can't tell you. We don't know how good we can be. You know, we've never done this before. We haven't played with each other like this before. And we haven't had this responsibility before. So I think DJ and Keldon were both kind of hesitant to say like, hey, you know, any type of answer to that question, because, you know, a ceiling, it'd be, it's limiting. And I, and I go back to what Keldon was saying about, um, no, DeJounte was saying about how you don't put a ceiling on, on yourself if you work hard and you have the ability to learn. Because if you have the ability to learn and get better and you work hard at that, great things are going to happen for you no matter what you do, if it's basketball or whatever in your job. Right. So, um, was that Keldon? I see someone in here. Let me see. Anyways, uh, you got, you guys know, you guys can scroll back through the video and, and check it out. Um, but yeah, so I would respond with 
the ceiling for this young team, if more than one or two players make a leap, like let's say DeJounte and Derek are having the best season of their careers, averaging 18 and 15, right? Like both of them, right? Like, um, and Keldon is right there making a push towards like all-star level quality play. And Devin Vassells is also chipping in like 15, 20 a night. Uh, when you have like four guys and Lonnie, right? So it's like, dude, so, so many guys can have breakout seasons this year. Um, when you look at the landscape across the Western Conference and across the league, most teams only have like two guys, right? That That's kind of the, the norm now, except for Brooklyn. Brooklyn has everybody, right? Brooklyn has everybody and their mom. Um, but in the Western Conference, most teams, they have that one-two punch, right? So what I'm thinking is our one-two punch is going to be like a one-two-three-four combo. It's going to be like a combo attack, right? We're not just going to get you with Derek and Dejounte. We're going to get you also with Lonnie killing you in in transition. Uh, Keldon just tearing you up on the boards, right? Um, uh, you know our bigs coming in to kind of step up and 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 play big, right? So if 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 we're all there, I mean playoffs should be definitely in the picture. There should be no no reason why we are in the lottery that's my that's my ceiling is that if if or i don't even want to say ceiling that's my floor my floor is playoffs is 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 play in territory right because i mean we have we just have too many weapons you know and we're going to have to wait and see how they all how it all works out but it's going to be interesting all right so great question thank you for that phil appreciate you anthony asks do you expect that we'll see much of Jock this year, or will he mostly be in Austin? No, uh, Jock will not be in Austin. I don't think he's he's a rookie, but he's like a twenty three or twenty four year old rookie, um, and he has a lot of experience underneath his belt already. So uh, he's a pro. He's a professional already. He's not like a a nineteen twenty year old kid, you know, like we've been drafting over the past few years and that need Austin time. I think Jock Landale has the skill to play at this level and compete for minutes. Now, what we don't know is how he's going to defend at this level um, and how he's going to be able to um, switch on smaller players or how he's going to be able to effectively defend the rim. So once we kind of figure that out on, on Jock and to see kind of what he brings to the table defensively, is he a guy that gets his hands after it? Is he a guy that just, you know, like, like Tim Duncan wasn't a, a great athletic dude, but he had great timing. You know, he was, he was getting blocks off his tippy toes just cause he's smart and he can see the ball and he knows when to make a play on the ball. And I feel like if Jock can bring some of that intangible defense to the table where maybe he's picking up charges, he's, he's, he's going after blocks, he's doing those type of things. Um, then we'll see, how big of a role that he'll earn. And, and that's the thing. He's not going to be given anything, but because of the lack of veterans on the team and the lack of depth at the big man position at this current moment with Zach Collins still being injured, I believe Zach Collins was the only player that was not like in full um, practice today in training camp. So I don't know how far away Zach Collins is, but with that being the case in the scenario, the opportunity is now for for Jock, and let me tell you something, man. Um, in the NBA, it's moments like these that you got to take advantage if you're Jock. Um, Zach Collins is injured, and who knows how long he'll take to get back? It might be a week, it might be a month, it might be twenty games, it might be forty games to get him back into full rhythm 
and where he's competing at a high level enough for the Spurs to feel conf- confident leaving him on the floor. In that meantime, Jock needs to ball out. Jock needs to prove that defensively, it's gonna it's gonna happen sooner than later. Because I think it's it's fair to give him time to learn the defense. Because everybody coming into the Spurs organization needs time to learn terminology, expectations, what the rotations are. If this happens, what do you do? And if this happens, what do you do? If I'm here, where do I go after that? And and all that stuff. Every team does it differently. Every team defends differently, right? So like the way that the Spurs defend is very hard. It's very demanding and, and pop doesn't doesn't budge he doesn't give on any of that expectation he demands it and you're going to give it to him if you want to play and jock that's the only thing on my end because i see him fitting in offensively so perfectly with the players that we have he's a smart player he can pass the ball he can shoot the ball he's he's a he's a skilled with he's skilled with his hands you know what i mean so i i love i love that i love the idea of jock on the floor with guys like Lonnie, with Devin Vassell, um, guys that are agile on the perimeter who love to come off screens, handoffs, backdoor. I think I think um, Jock can play that certain type of of big role where he can facilitate, and and I think our our young players would benefit from that. So that's my expectation. My expectation for for Jock this year. Um, it's not really high, but it's like it's it's where it's where like I hope he surprises us, and I'm looking at that defensive end because that's what's going to get him on the floor sooner than later. All right, so here we go. Phil Allen asks again, what do you think our best starting five offensively and defensively would be? At the same time, so like our best kind of blend of both, or or maybe you're asking both. I'm, I'm going to do one lineup for both, right? And it's the same lineup that I've been talking about. Derek, DeJounte, Keldon at your one, two, and three. Um, Luca. Um, at the four, I'm not afraid to say that. I'm not afraid to say Luca at the four. Do I think it's going to happen? Probably not, especially with like Thaddeus Young. But you know, stay, stays on the roster. Um, and Jakob and Jakob. So Luca at the four, Jakob at the five. That's my starting lineup that I would like to see. But if we get a little bit of Lonnie in there, a little bit of um jock in there you know we'll see what we do with the four position that's one of my bigger questions heading into the season so that's my starting lineup uh, michael garcia what's up michael says do you asks do you believe keldon johnson would have a breakout season and be the leader of this team in the future as long look man he's getting that responsibility right now that's one of the most interesting takeaways from media day is that even pop said that Derek, Dejounte, and keldon are going to take that role and and being a leader on and off the court, on road trips, on the bus, on the on on planes during travel, on off days, and all that stuff, though that all that responsibility falls on those three guys. That's kind of why I kind of kept them together in the beginning of the show, um, because it is their burden now. And the thing, the good thing that you should, you know, the thing you should be happy about that is that they are they are naturally those people. Keldon is a natural leader by example. Dejounte is a natural leader at keep holding everybody accountable and making sure that 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 one guy over there isn't being a knucklehead and causing problems. And if he is causing problems, DeJounte is going to go over there and uh, and make sure that that issue gets fixed. Right. And then Derek, and we all know Derek, you know, Derek's going to lead a little bit more quieter. He's going to lead by effort, by example, on the floor. But I think we're expecting Derek to be a little bit more, uh, 
vocal this year. So Keldon is definitely one of those guys right now. Man, Keldon comes in year two, gets minutes. That was your first sign. You know, he he goes to the bubble, dominates. That was the next sign. This season, he had a great season, and then he goes to get it, gets a gold medal. And the trajectory for Keldon is is just going up and up and up and up. And so I, I have no nothing but confidence in dumping a truckload of of responsibility on his shoulders because he's going to be able to carry carry that responsibility. All right, Guillermo Munoz asks, how did everyone get an inch taller? this season but Jakob got shorter that's that's hilarious I I I'm not so sure how that happens maybe they measured him without their shoes this year Pax Langworthy uh Spurs fan since 89 thank you Pax uh, all the way from Australia thank you for hanging out what do you think of this starting lineup and bench okay all right so let's let's talk about it Murray at point wide at shooting guard Keldon at small forward that's my one two three I'm with you right there Devin Vassell at the power forward and Jock at center. Okay, so let's talk about that first. That starting lineup to me is a wonderful small ball lineup. Small ball lineup, let's go all day. I, I'd put Keldon at the four and put, uh, you know, just switch Keldon and, and uh, Devin just because Keldon can bang a little bit more with the bigger dudes. And Vassell, not that he he's a, you know, you want him defending at the, on the wing. You want him getting steals and getting after it on the perimeter and turning defense into offense, if you ask me. Um, so I like it. And then the bench would be um, Trey Jones, Lonnie Walker, Doug McDermott, uh, McBuckets, Jock, and if healthy, Collins. I like it. I like it. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if we see that lineup eventually at some point on the floor. Um, Trey Jones. Lonnie Walker, Doug McDermott as your one, two, and three. I like that. Lonnie and, and Doug on the perimeter and Trey Jones like putting on that true point guard hat and saying, I'm going to get Lonnie Walker plenty of shots. I'm going to find Doug McDermott open every single time. And, uh, and um, you know, Jock and and uh, Jock to, to clean up the boards. I like that. I like that. All right, so that's a good lineup. I hope we see it at some point. Peter J.S. Cho says he showed aggressiveness in the summer league. Yeah, uh, Trey Jones did really well, did really well. Bill Allen asks again, do you think Drew Ebanks could thrive at the four? Yes. I think I think in, in certain situations he can thrive at the floor. When he's playing against big players, if, if we're playing against another team that wants to go big and you want to throw Drew Ebanks at the four, this season there's been reports from Drew himself saying that he's going to shoot the ball more, that – Chip England and the Spurs have it in the plans to let him shoot the ball and shoot the ball from the three-point line. So if he is able to do that and becomes that stretch four and can bang a little bit with the power forwards in this in this league, like Anthony Davis, Jaron Jackson, uh, Zion Williamson, he would have to kind of stay in front of guys like that. Um, you know, who knows? You know, I have all the confidence in Drew Eubanks. I, I love Drew. Okay, let me see. We're going to take a few more questions here. A few more questions. Guillermo says Spurs sound like the land of opportunity. That's the perfect way to explain this season, Guillermo. Uh, Guillermo is my grandfather's name too. So, Willie, thank you, man. Thank you for hanging out, man. Appreciate it. Um, okay, so let's go, let's go ahead and kind of scroll down. Go, Luca, go. <laughs> Luca's going to turn some heads this season. Just we'll be patient. I'll, I'll be patient on that but I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. Um, Tito Ramirez. What's up, Tito Ramirez? Has a comment here. It says, what hurt the Spurs was the isolation uh, was the isolation ball that DeMar, Rudy, and LaMarcus Aldridge brought. 
there should be more movement this upcoming year. And Pop went on to talk about that as well. There's no ball stoppers. There's no superstar that needs 20 touches and needs to get his 20 points a game. There's none of those guys. And that's that's very interesting. Now, we are in a superstar league. Let's not, let's not forget that too, right? Let's not be totally biased here. The NBA is built off superstars. Teams with superstars get it done. And teams that don't have superstars usually don't. Now, that being said, the Spurs are the exception if there ever was one at any point in time. This season for the Spurs is the exception. In the sense of we have literally put a cap on these guys for three, four years and said, get hungry because your time is coming. Get hungry. Get hungry-er because you want more responsibility? Earn it, earn it, earn it. And now their time is here. Now, when you put that hunger into talent, t- guys like Lonnie Walker and 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 DeJounte and, and those guys, and you finally give them that, and they they actually cherish it because a lot of other rookies and players in this league, they come into the league right away, get all the run in the world, don't really have to earn it. It's given to them, and the expectation is like, here, you're a rookie. Here, play, ball out. We, we have high expectations for you as a rookie, and the Spurs don't do that. We're like, hey, we're going to take our time with you, but now it's your time. So, I mean, yeah, you know, like there's no ball stoppers here. Um, we're going to need players to to take that that jump to like superstar status. Now I do believe it could be one of five players who actually do it. So we're gonna have to wait and see if the Spurs can end up having four or five guys averaging in double figures. Is that enough to get you into the playoffs? Is that enough to get you through the playoffs? Because we all know what happens in the playoffs. The game slows down, your superstars step up, things like that, right? So who will be that guy stepping up for us? We'll see. We'll see. All right, let's see. We've got a few more in here. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Chris Lightsey, what's up, Chris? Haven't seen you in a while. Hope you're doing well. Um, thank you for the tip, man. Appreciate you so much, man. That goes a long way to supporting this channel. Thank you. Um, could the Spurs team be like a Pistons of the 2000s, winning without a superstar? This team seems so talented and hungry and that could shock the NBA. That's that's kind of what we're talking about right now, right? Now, comparing them to that mid-2000s Pistons team, no superstar, just a bunch of tough-nosed guys, gritty-nosed guys that hung their hat on the defensive end, that sounds a lot like us right now. That sounds like a lot like a, like what we're trying to preach right now is that we don't have a lot of defense, I mean, a lot of offensive um, you know, star power, but we're going to hang our hats on what we do best, and that's playing defense. And that's something that DeJounte, like I said earlier, DeJounte and Derek – kind of said it to uh, 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 they said it separately but they both said when you defend the way we we defend and we, where you can actually hang your hat on that that's what wins championships right and that you know so so i think our team has bought into we are going to hang our hat on defense this year and so you know that reminds me of the pistons team right back back in the day so uh but they they were a little bit more seasoned, right? They definitely were more seasoned at that point of their heyday. Chauncey Billups, Rip Hamilton, uh, Rashard Wallace, Ben Wallace. Uh, you know, those those guys were already kind of vets at that point, right? But hey, in the future, um, us dominating games in that similar fashion is something I can see. Just defending, just defending, being 
being a, a pesk, right, on, on the defensive end. All right, so let me see. Let me go ahead and go through the chat here and pull out maybe one or two more questions, and then we're going to go ahead and call this a day. Um, Jason Kotara says, I'm afraid or best hope is become Milwaukee fans. Love the underdog, hate the super teams. You know, when we're talking about teams that actually do have continuity in the NBA, I kind of mentioned that earlier. Milwaukee was a team I thought because I was like, dude, Chris Middleton and Giannis have been together forever. Like they actually do have, and Brooke Lopez, right? Like they have a lot of continuity in those three guys. So, you know, I think that's something that we're going to bring to the table too. So we'll see. Um, Loot fam. What's up, Loot fam? Thank you for hanging out. Asks, do you expect more of a beautiful game style of Spurs basketball now that we don't have an ISO heavy lead player? Yes, that's, that's exactly, exactly Loot fam. Um, Pop talked about it, how these guys love playing together and sharing the ball. Um, all the players talk about how they love each other on and off the court and how that's going to translate into into productive basketball and, and no one's worried about getting their shots. And and that's kind of like a low-key diss. It's not a diss because, I mean, everyone loves guys like LaMarcus and DeMar in that organization. They all love those guys. They don't have anything against them. But it is it was what it was. You give the ball to Rudy. The ball stops. You get the ball to DeMar. The ball stops. LaMarcus, the ball stops. Now, those guys were once upon a time deadly, right? So that's why you do it. That's why you give them the ball and stop because they're going to go get you a bucket. I mean, y'all remember LaMarcus Aldridge being able to put up 20, 30 points like that, right? So, um, you know, but now um, this style of play that we have is definitely going to resemble 2014 beautiful game pass 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 drive kick pass one more time there's your open shot right and and you got to hit it and now we got guys like Doug McDermott expecting to hit those shots Lonnie Walker's expecting to hit those shots and and make the plays right and so so yeah we're going to see a, a up tempo type of of offense we'll we'll see what type of shots we get out of it you know that's kind of what I'm interested in seeing are we going to play fast to get threes or are we going to play fast to get to the rim? Because last year, you know, last year we were, we were, we had one goal, get to the paint, get to the rim, get to the paint, put your head down, put the ball on the floor and drive. That was pretty much, that was pretty much 98% of our offense. The other, the other, the rest of it came from DeMar DeRozan. Um, so this year, it's interesting to see now that we have more shooters on the team more guys capable of, of, of taking that three-point load if we're going to be able to play with speed and, and hit the three ball like we did in 2014 because that's that's the difference. In 2014, we were fast. We were fast, but we were lighting it up from the three-point line. We were. It was it was crazy. It was crazy. So we need to get a little bit of that back in our, in our system. You know, we need to take a, some more threes. Obviously, we were like bottom of the league in three-point attempts last year. So obviously, we, that needs to change. And if we can do that while staying fast and while maintaining our defensive integrity, the ceiling is is crazy high. And it's going to resemble a lot of 2014 basketball. But we'll see. You know, we'll see. All right. So um, let me see. Let me scroll down here. Uh, Million GNU, thank you so much for the comment. Love your content, man. How would you compare our young lineup to the rest of the younger teams in the league, i.e. Wolves, Hornets, OKC, and maybe the Pelicans? Um, comparing our team to some of those other teams, I would, I would, I would say we're head and shoulders above the wolves, not even close, even though they have Carl Anthony towns, doesn't matter. 
the Hornets are trending upwards. Um, I would say if we're going to play them 10 times, they'll probably beat us four or five times because they're a good team. Terry Rozier is good and, and they're well coached over there in Charlotte. So they're a good team. They're, they're kind of like where we're at. I think we have an edge on them talent, talent wise, scoring wise and, and defensively. I, I don't think there's any, I honestly don't think there's many teams out there that can defend like we can top of the league or bottom of the league, to be honest. Um, OKC, OKC is young and they're doing their own thing. They're going to be okay, but uh, they're definitely not even going to be close to that playoff picture in, in in my eyes. And we are, we are. The Pelicans, though, the Pelicans with Brandon Egram, Zion Williamson, those two guys alone, who cares who else is on their team, um, will be tough. Are they better than us? They weren't last year, right? I don't think they were. No. Yeah, so we'll see how that plays out for them. They got a new coach. Um, so it's hard to say how good the Pelicans are going to be, too. A lot of unknowns. Uh, so we'll see. I, w- I would say we are in a better situation than all of those guys, than all of them. The Hornets are in a good one. OKC looks like they'll be in a good situation at some point. Not right now, but at some point. Um, Jason also uh, Jason says, sorry, buddy. We are locked into a ninth seed. Hey, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. And if and if we get that ninth seed and that's where we're at, we're in that playing situation, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Um, okay, let's see. Let me pull a couple more, a couple more in here. We'll do one more. Um question is from NWash23. Are the Spurs doing an open scrimmage game this year? That's a great question. And I would I would lean towards no, but since I think restrictions are are pretty minimal at this point, uh, there's a possibility of them doing their open scrimmage. You know, every year, those of you guys that don't know what we're talking about, every year before, at the end of training camp, kind of before the the preseason starts, I'm not sure if it's during the preseason or or before. I want to say it's before. There's like a, a white versus black, scrimmage where the teams are split up and it's like free it's free to anybody in san antonio you just go ahead and go in there walk in the building and it's free now that was before covid obviously so um another note another through line throughout all media day was was covid vaccinations right because we know that that's an issue happening throughout the nba there's a lot of teams out there that uh, there's a lot of players out there that are against getting vaccinated and that's affecting their status of being eligible to play right so in the state that they're in or whatever, right? So there, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, friction in the NBA between the players, between the players that want to get vaccinated and and that don't, and uh, and the teams that you know they want their players to get vaccinated but they don't want to, and uh, you know it's going to end up coming down to money. That's what I think. The players that aren't going to that don't want to get vaccinated, if they're willing to lose money because of it, meaning that they're not going to be able to play games or be a part of the team or whatever, well then. That's their choice. That's their choice. Now, something that the Spurs have been talking about is that they all got vaccinated and they're all vaccinated and that's not going to be an issue. And that's, that's another positive for this team is that, I mean, it's not basketball related, but there's a lot of teams out there that are having, they're probably having those internal debates amongst themselves and amongst the organizations about vaccinations and whatnot. And our squad is not our squad so far depend is is saying that they all want to do what's best for themselves the team the the fans and that's to get vaccinated apparently so 
you know, we'll see. You know, we'll see if there's an open scrimmage game. As soon as I know, uh, I'll try to tweet it out or something. So make sure to follow me on Twitter or Instagram. All right. So um, thank you guys. Um, thank you guys for hanging out. Thank you guys for joining us. We had about 75 of you guys, 100, almost 100 of you at one point. Spurs fans all around the world gathering together to talk some Spurs basketball. Go Spurs go. If you want to support this channel, guys, you're doing it right now. You're watching this video and, and that goes a long way. So thank you so much for just enjoying the content. Um, but if you want to support even more, guys, you can do just the free stuff. Smash that like button. Chant Go Spurs Go when you do. It sends good luck waves to Spurs fans all over the world, right? From Hong Kong, Singapore, all the way back over here to Texas, right? Uh, make sure to hit that notification bell so you get notified when we drop new clips, new content, new film room breakdowns, and when we go live on the channel. So make sure to hit that notification bell so you do get notified. Um, on a notification on your device. Uh, leave a comment, even if it's as simple as Go Spurs Go, if you agree with me, if you disagree with me, if you tell me I'm crazy, whatever. I love reading all the comments that that come in here. And as long as they're, you know, like respect, respectable, you know, shoot, I can I can dig all the comments that come in through here. So thank you guys. Make sure to share this video with the rest of Spurs Nation. Now, if you want to go even more like above and beyond, if you want to really help this channel grow and succeed this season, you know, there's a link in the description to the Patreon um for this channel and it's also the patreon for spurs tube tv you support both channels when you join the patreon um you get giveaway entries there's merch discounts uh shout outs uh you know there, there's voting power so you know i'm doing a, a patreon only podcast where i'm kind of diving in a little bit behind the scenes on what's going on here on the channel and on spurs tube tv um so very excited about that and just trying uh what, what i'm going to try to do as well is pull out a uh, a Sunday show that's answering Patreon questions every Sunday. Now that's that or at least two Sundays a month every other Sunday. But it's going to be a Patreon only like question submitted show. So um if you want to support this channel, you know, go ahead and hit that uh link in the description to take you to the Patreon page and uh that goes a long way. You can sign up for the $5 a month, $10, $15 a month, whatever you feel uh, you can do and whatever you feel you can contribute that goes a long way to supporting this channel. Literally, like if it, it helps me pay and I got a, I got a, a newborn son, right? So that really does help me keep the lights on for this show and for Spurs tube TV. It helps me pay for the stream yard that I use to broadcast to you guys. It helps me pay for the Adobe that I use to create the graphics, the thumbnails and all that type of stuff, you know? So it, it helps me in a lot of different ways. And you know, there's more goals in the future this season. I, I plan on, like putting in a full time load of work into bringing you guys two shows a week and, um, and giving you guys at least two after the buzzers a week, um, on the other channel. Right. So I'm going to be putting in a lot of content, some film breakdowns, at least two or three of those a week. Um, and then clipping as well, right. Like clipping our, our long form content into more digestible, smaller pieces of content. Um, yeah. So, so putting in a lot of work here and the Patreon support, is what's going to help get us through the season. So thank you so much uh, to uh, Frenchie Betts, Arno Midnight, Juan Rodriguez, Philip Allen. Thank you guys so much for being Patreon members and supporting this show, man. It goes a long way. Um, but again, if, if you can't contribute to a Patreon, a monthly Patreon right now, that's totally fine. You know what you can do? Smash that like button down below. Chant Ghostbirds Go when you do. And if you haven't subscribed to this channel already, Make sure you do that. Share this video with the rest of Spurs Nation so other Spurs fans can also join in on the fun. It's going to be a lot of fun this season. 
I'm super pumped. Um, this, the sky is the limit. You know, there is no ceiling. Don't put a cap on how good or how bad this team can be. Um, training camp just started. We're going to get a, a good week or two of training camp. We're going to start getting preseason games on the fourth, which is next Monday. Right. So we're going to, we're going to get some, some Spurs basketball, baby. And I am, I am so excited. I'm, I'm so excited because I've been putting, like I said, I've been planning. I have been planning for this season since June and May, like when we were in the play in mix against Memphis, I was already foreseeing um, what I wanted this channel to become and what I wanted um, Spurs tube TV to become right. And Spurs TV uh, Spurs tube TV.com. So I've been working on all that and it's all for you. It's all for Spurs nation out there. So if you want to support uh, what we do here, thank you so much. And, and watching and, and chanting go Spurs go and just being a Spurs fan, man. Cause you know, there's not, like a crazy amount of us, but man, we're international. We're global. We're, 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 uh, we're doing it, um, the right way over here in Spurs, uh, in San Antonio Spurs fans, man. So thank you guys. I guess I'm running out of things to say, things to say over here. Um, but thank you guys so much again, head over to Spurs tube Check out the website. It has a lot of videos. It has podcasts. Um, like the Spurs and Salsa podcast, the At the Line podcast, um, Alamo City Limits, SSPN. Uh, you get a lot of good content over there, so make sure to go check that out. All these content creators are going to be hosting after the buzzer this season on Spurs Tube TV. It's going to be so much fun hanging out with these these other Spurs content creators and just talking Spurs basketball and getting Spurs basketball off of our chest this year. So it's, it should be. It should be a blast. All right. So if you haven't, there's a link in the description below down there. It's like Spurs tube TV, right? You'll see it. Uh, make sure to go ahead and check that out, man. Go Spurs go again. The next show, the next live show will be Saturday, right? We'll be Saturday around 10, 11 in the morning. So hit that notification bell. So you get notified when we go live. Um, you know, the season is going to be so interesting. I have a schedule right now, a content schedule, and I'm gonna try to do my best to stick with that schedule for you guys. And if I can do, if I can, is there, if there's any, sorry, if there's ever any time for me to do more and get on live and take your questions and all that stuff, I'm definitely gonna be doing that. So uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun this year. Go Spurs, go! Uh, don't don't worry. Uh, I am Knox. Uh, you can always watch this again and again and again and again as much as you want, right? Um, so go Spurs, go! Uh, it's going to be a great season. Adios, Spurs Nation. Hope you have a wonderful night wherever you are in the world. Uh, hope you're safe. Hope hope your belly is full. Hope you're ready to get some rest and take on Wednesday tomorrow. Right, tomorrow is day two of training camp. Um, if you guys like this news kind of breakdown style show I'm doing, and you want me to do that a few more times a week, definitely let me know in the comments. If I get the feedback from you guys. Then, then, then I'll try to open up another show during the week. But Tuesday is always is is going to be here. Tuesday is a great day uh, to get on and chat with you guys. The turnout's always really awesome. Uh, and uh, so now Saturday is, is going to be the new Thursday show, right? So Saturday now. Um, that's also so I can just do more other types of content for you guys. Um, so I'm very excited, very excited. All right, guys. So go Spurs, go. Have a good night, and I'll see you guys on the next one. Adios, Spurs Nation.